welcome to Hysterical History. I'm Alexis. And I'm Alexis. Nope. Try again. One more time. I'm Alexis. And I'm Alexis. <sighs> I don't know what's going wrong here. <laughs> I just, I can't this figure is it Hysterical out. History and I'm Alexis. Yep. I'm Haley. <laughs> and, uh... <laughs> and I'm Haley and she's Alexis. Yeah. yeah. We're all the same. <laughs> Everybody. I am, he is, you are, he is, you are me, and we are all together. Said the Beatles. We are very nearly the Beatles. I don't want to be the Beatles. They're terrible. They're so famous. They're gonna... I don't want to be that famous. It's scary. <laughs> you need to conquer your fears. No. And talk about history. I don't want to. Do it. I mean, I'll do that one. Anyway, hello. We... <laughs> oh, no. We... Subscribe. Welcome. <laughs> Subscribe to this. Welcome to the audio is back to normal. <laughs> oh yeah, That's we apologize good. for the past few uh, weeks, months, maybe. Right, it's bad because the audio has been weird because we do multiple sessions all at once. So if one of them's right. bad, they're all bad. And I went on vacation to Europe for like yeah. two weeks, and so we had to backlog like four weeks of episodes because of it. And they were all bad. And they were all bad. They are all very bad. Sorry about that. And then when I that. got back, we tried to record in a different way, and it was also in a different way bad. So now we're just doing it the normal way in our weird black egg cage of death that you don't understand because you can't see, yeah. but maybe we'll post a picture of it. We'll do, we'll do a picture. On the Facebook page. Anyone who's you can ever, understand why it looks so weird and why it's weird for us. Anyone who's ever done any audio recording is going to look at this and be like, what are you doing? Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. This isn't, um, this isn't real. I created a tiny sound room for us. <laughs> That's exactly what we've done. It's beautiful. So the problem with the mini sound room is if anyone looks even slightly away from it. It's it like, sounds bad. It sounds really bad. I have to put my face this way and get close. We have to lean into the tiny room. Yeah. We have to get very close and it's awkward. <laughs> like right now, I'm leaning away from the room. Mm-hmm. And now I'm inside the room. All right. Sorry, I was pulling up an email. But we wanted to say thank you to Madeline for emailing us. <gasps> Madeline, I loved your email. You're so funny and very cute. We laughed so hard. We did. We both were giggling reading Re- it. Read the part about the the, the, the English people. <laughs> um, so she told us that she's English. And she was listening about Governor Morris, which is one of my favorite episodes, so I'm glad that you liked it. Um, and... Uh, she said that she's in England and she's happy to hear about funny historians because they're, uh, she said, because in England, they're not very funny. They're a bit dull and frighten easily. It's my favorite. <laughs> I think Tony Robinson is great. He's uh, not. It's my favorite. <laughs> they frighten easily. They frighten easily. They're like deer. <laughs> they're like deer. They are. They're like gentle, like small rodents. Yes. <laughs> I, oh, don't. No loud sounds no, around them. Don't do it. They... They, they, they startle. Mm-hmm. You uh, sent us some ideas that we're going to look into. Thank you for those about Vikings and Anglo-Saxons, some old stuff. And Madeline, I don't know if you've gotten to it yet, but make sure to listen to the Bone Wars episode. Yes. Which I is mean, lots, I think of, you'll like it. lots of nasty... Or it will crush your soul. ...men <laughs> out digging up bones and being stupid about it. Also the one about the moose. The moose. Tommy J and the moose. Yeah. You will specifically like those. That sounds like a weird 80s movie. Tommy J and the Moose. And the Moose. And it yeah. it plays out exactly like an 80s movie. Yeah, it does. It's true. Or they sound like they're DJ partners. I'm Tommy J and this is the Moose. <laughs> and I'm the Moose. <laughs> 
And welcome to MUZZ. <laughs> 96.5 with the moose <laughs> on moose. <laughs> anyway, and that's why we have a terrible little podcast instead of a radio station. That's right. Someone should give us a radio show. No, we could have like the really terrible time slot that's like two in the morning. We have to be there and there'd be no editing. It would be really bad. We don't sound good without editing. We, uh, I mean, you do a really good job on editing, but we sound great. <laughs> okay. Drunk girls in the back of cars think we sound amazing. Can't trust them. <laughs> anyway. Always trust them. <laughs> Madeline, thanks for emailing us. You're adorable. You're a favorite. Everyone, feel free to email us, and we'll give you a shout-out at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you give us a good review, or just a review, you know, it doesn't be good, I guess. Yeah. We just like some reviews. <laughs> so if you give us a review, take a screenshot of it, email it to us at the same uh, email, and um, we will work with you on an episode topic and title. Yeah. It'll be a good time. It will. We got a new review that was, like, mildly nice. Mm-hmm. It said delightful, and then all of the rest of it seemed like criticism. But they gave us four stars, and they that's, said it was fun. That's honest. I like that. Yeah, and they said this isn't a great place for learning. And, like, you know, <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. It's not the point. I think we, we did a disclaimer, like, we're not professionals. Yeah. Uh, this is, like, the history podcast for when you like history, but you don't want to read a book. You just want to, like, hear your friends gossip about history. Like, yeah. it really happened. And this it, is like, it did happen. This is so that you have, like, cute anecdotes to tell at parties, so you have something to talk about. Mm-hmm. So that you sound interesting. Yeah. You're like, did you know that there was a molasses flood in Boston? And everyone died. Yeah, it was crazy, and they got stuck, and the horses... <laughs> and the horses got stuck. <laughs> And they're like, uh, I'm going to go over and here. There's a huge lawsuit. It was I, crazy. I don't want to talk to you. That's what I do at parties. But people usually still talk to me. It's nice. Yeah. I think they're just being polite. No one's polite to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> just like, do you know about molasses? And they're like, anyway. The, I have to go. Anyway, the uh, Dow Jones is down. <laughs> Gross. A lot. Who cares? Anyway, today we're going to talk about... A big old beast. The president? No. An, an <laughs> elephant. Yeah, Taft? <laughs> <laughs> no. Henry James <laughs> Taft. We're not. Ha- Howard Dean Oh, tell the Taft. story about the when you knocked on my door to ask me about a president. I don't even remember his name. Who um, was it? Was it Garfield? No. I know Garfield. Oh. It was the one after Garfield. I don't know, dude. I think. Anyway, I was researching stuff specifically for Canada, and one of our presidents there was like a birther rumor back in the day that he wasn't actually American, that he was Canadian. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should do him. Who was it? Chester Allen Arthur. Chester Allen Arthur. And I saw the name, and I'm like, what? Like, the title of the article was something like, don't tell Americans. I'm like, I don't think this is a real president. I've I've never heard of this guy before. So I think you're just making up a person. And then I went to Alexis's door. I knocked on it. She looks out. I'm like, "Have you? Do you? Who, when I say Chester Allen Arthur, what do you think of?" Well, it was, so it was morning. Yeah. And you knocked. Well, you knocked, and that was the first thing you said to me <laughs> for the day. It was urgent. Was, do you know, or who do you think of when I say Chester Arthur? <laughs> and I was like, Chester Allen Arthur is the president. <laughs> Like in sleepy voice. Like that's impossible. And Haley's like thinks she's on the wrong timeline now. Yeah. Because she's in, in the wrong universe. There has never been a president, Chester Allen Arthur. Yes, there is. No. Just Google him. 
He's real. Uh, not in my timeline, but now they're merged. I'm in a different world now okay. where there's this strange, stupid vice president president. Uh-huh. That's never happened. Yeah. No, it did. No. Well, it did here. <laughs> in this strange place. In this time That's stream. exactly the same except for this one president. Who knows what it changed? Mm-hmm. I'm still discovering new things every day. <laughs> every day. The world's brand new every day now for Haley. And it can be for you. Like, do you have Nuttala here? Nutella? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's so different. You're so ridiculous. <laughs> anyway, to the topic. Are we talking about an elefante? We sure are. We're talking about... So, Jill emailed us from Canada, from Montreal, and she wanted to talk, us to talk about Canadians. So, Haley's working on an episode about Canadians, or she did one. About a Canadian serial killer, mm-hmm. and or you're doing another one. I don't know. You were just talking about Chester Allen Arthur. <laughs> uh, I guess I can do Chester Allen Arthur. I mean, you don't have to. He's yeah. not Canadian. He <laughs> doesn't. He doesn't exist. So it doesn't matter. He's not real. You should do one because he doesn't <laughs> exist. But this is my Canadian one. It's not very Canadian in general. But there's a specific important event that happens in Canada that I don't know if you'll like, Jill. But uh, we're gonna do Uh-oh. it anyway. Uh oh. So today, instead of talking about a historical figure as a person, we're going to talk about Jumbo. 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 J-U-M to the B to the O. Jumbo. And he's an elephant. An elefante. Mm Mm-hmm. So he was born in 1860, somewhere near the border between Sudan and Ethiopia. How do we even know the year? I don't know. (laughs) He's important, Haley. I I guess, but... (laughs) It's like someone was, like, doing a birth certificate of yeah. it. Um, apparently, he was also born around Christmas Day. How do they know? I don't know. That sounds made up. <laughs> he, oh, did you know he's Jesus? Did you know he's Jesus? <laughs> did you elephant? know he's the Jesus elephant? So when he's only two years old. Started um, performing miracles. No, his mother's killed by hunters in Sudan. That follows. That, yeah. that happened to Jesus, too, right? No. Oh. His mom was there when he died. Oh. <laughs> When he was two? Thirty. <laughs> Close. I'll stop interrupting. About the same. <laughs> anyway, so his mom is killed by hunters, um, and then he gets kidnapped by Sudanese elephant hunter uh, Taher Sheriff. He's like a famous guy. Elephant napped? Yeah, by a sheriff. He's not actually a sheriff. His last name is Sheriff. It's confusing. If you're a sheriff and you do crime, is it crime? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you are the law... If you were elected to be the law, can't you commit any crime you want? No. I think that means this... That's what the FBI is for. This is the sheriff law. Also, it's just his last name. He's not a sheriff. Oh, wait, what? His name is Taher Sheriff. I hate when people have (laughs) names that are positions. Like Lord. Like like Governor. Mm, That's his first name, though. It's the worst. (laughs) Because then it's like, Governor Morris? Oh, are you a governor? Senator Governor? No. I'm a senator. Sheriff, Senator Governor Morris. So he offers, Tahir Sheriff offers to sell the elephant to the highest bidder, uh, which is normally how that works, I think. Yeah. You know, when you <laughs> are an animal, like, tradesman. It's not like elephants are going to, like, pay your ransom. You just yeah. have to do a bid war. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's captured, and he gets sold to an Italian animal dealer named Lorenzo Casanova. Whoa. <laughs> That's not a real name. That was his, like, elephant bidding name. elephant name. <laughs> his game name? Yeah. I mean, it's pretty fancy. 
Lorenzo Casanova. And he's Italian, of course. Of course. Uh, he picked, like, the sexiest name because they got Right, like, one of the, the most, most famous Italian Italians, yeah. one of the most sexy Italians, and he smushed him. Nailed it. I'm like a Medici, but also sexy. But also sexy. <laughs> Stupid. I did beautiful paintings that also slept with every woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they end up selling him um, first to the Jardin des Plantes, um, which is a P- Parisian zoo, that I was near but did not go in when I was in Paris. Yeah. There's gardens that are free and open, and then you have to pay, like, 20 bucks for the zoo, and I'm like, that's okay. That's okay. I've been to zoos. I know what they look like. <laughs> I've been to zoos. It's like, once you go to one zoo, you've been to most zoos. Like, there might be some zoos that are, like, really cool or have, like, very specific animals, mm-hmm. but almost all of them have about the same animals. That's true. And half the time you don't get to see them, so it's like, whatever. They're sleeping. You wake them up. Wake them up. I am here now. I paid 20 bucks. Wake them up. That's terrible. Anyway, uh, so he goes to a Parisian zoo uh, until 1865 when he's bought by the London Zoo, where he got his name Jumbo. Um, do you know why his name is Jumbo? Is it because he's kind of small? No. Oh, it's because he's kind of big? No. Is it because um, it nothing to do Londoners with are not imaginative when they name animals? No. I think that might be part of it. It's not. Um, his his name is a variation of Jumbe, uh, which is a Swahili word for hello. Oh. And something else. Um, so they did like a combo word. Oh. Yeah, they portmanteaued so a word for him. Our, um, our, word for, our word Jumbo, meaning big, doesn't actually exist then, does it? No. It comes mm. from Jumbo. There we go. Yeah. Uh, this one says it's a combination of two words in Swahili. Uh, which is the language of Jumbo's native home, Jumbe, which means chief, and Jumbo, which is a Swahili greeting. Sure. So saying Jumbo is hello, uh, Jumbe is chief. Hello, chief. That was actually a very good name. Yeah, it's nice. Because of him, because he gets quite large in his older age, um, eventually we adopted the word Jumbo to mean big. So uh, people in Europe were familiar with uh, Asian elephants, They had a whole bunch of them, which makes sense because, like, you know, Britain owned India Mm -hmm. and they got elephants. Um, But the African ones are bigger, generally, and they're less common, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in zoos (laughs) at the time in the 1800s. Um, So Jumbo was, like, a big deal. And everyone was very excited to see him because he's, like, brand new, never seen before. Different. Yeah. And, like... I'm sure, you know, plenty of explorers and, uh, like, people in the military had probably seen elephants by this time, gone, mm-hmm. you know, gone on crusades in Africa, um, but not, like, laymen can't just go to the zoo sure. and see a giant African elephant. So they're like, ooh, super cool. Super cool. So he becomes a big deal. Um, he goes, he gets to the zoo when he's four years old, and when he gets there, he's in really poor health, which is unsurprising. And there was an antelope keeper there named Matthew Scott. Mm. Uh, and he nursed Jumbo back to health. Aw, very nice. Mm-hmm. And him and Jumbo become best friends. Aw, They're cute. very cute. That is cute. And as a baby, apparently to keep him chill, they would give him um, alcohol-soaked biscuits nice. to, like, calm him down. Hell yeah. <laughs> we, we talked about uh, elephant alcohol on this podcast. Mm-hmm. We have. Elephants are really into getting uh, crunk. Yeah. I think lots of animals are. I think all animals are. Yeah. All of because them. Because I watched, I watched a thing on, um, it's a, on BuzzFeed. Um, I was so far off. It's like 
they have a history show where they do history things. Um, and they talked about a bear, a Polish bear, I think, who was in World War II. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And he, like, loved getting drunk. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just once you give oh animals God. alcohol, they're all about Have it. I told you about the alcoholic bears in Yakutat? I don't think so. Okay, so my dad used to work in Yakutat as a fish uh, plant manager. Right. So I went and visited him, and he had all these stories about down at the dump where people would just drop stuff. Right. Uh, including, like, cars that didn't work. Um, just sure. like casks of like bad beer, right. just just a whole bunch of Whatever. garbage, and you could go down and watch the bears. They congregated around the dump site because there's like food yeah. there and smart. But the bears would like recline in the old cars, <gasps> and they would open up the beer bottles and drink it. It's amazing. He's like, look, they're basically us. They're just chilling. <laughs> yeah, they just want a good beer after work. You know, all day of trying to hunt and then just to lay down. Yeah. That's why, you know, it's like I've always wanted to hibernate. Yeah. Just like a bear. Just like bears. Bears are us and we are bears. My dad loves bears. And same with elephants. <laughs> same with elephants. Like intelligent creatures are like, could I just get a beer? Yeah. <laughs> and pretty soon, uh, the only way to make Jumbo docile is to give him alcohol. Ooh, now he's an alcoholic, yeah. though. <laughs> Ooh, see, that's the other side of the thing. And he gets a, he gets a taste for specific alcohol. Mm. Uh, it's not beer anymore. <laughs> he Apparently, he really likes whiskey and champagne, which oh, are like the oh exact gosh. opposite, and it's very strange to me. They're both like very rich person drinks, though. Right. He's he's high class. He's, he's a but, like, celebrity now. like really strong, and yeah. then champagne's like bubbly, happy, floaty drink that it doesn't have anything in it. Right. So it's like, okay. Bring me champagne and, <laughs> and aged a whiskey wh- chaser. <laughs> the whiskey. Okay. okay. <laughs> He's a celebrity. He's like, I must have it. Also, right. peanut M&Ms, but only yellow ones. <laughs> only yellow. It's in my contract. That's right. Anyway, so while he's at the zoo, um, of course, he's beaten by his keepers at night. Ooh, it's bad. I mean, that's par for the course at the time. It is, but oh man, African elephants are so much angrier yeah, than, uh, yeah. they have like a deep dark soul to them. He has a problem eventually. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. a reason why Africans never domesticated elephants like they did in India. It's because they're, it's challenging. It's, it's challenging. Yeah. They don't want to. No. Um, so he's given to Matthew Scott, like I mentioned, uh, who's a bachelor in his 30s, um, who seems to have stronger bonds with animals than people, this says. And I'm uh, like, Because oh. he's, like, nice to them, doesn't beat them at night. I guess. I don't know. I, I assume he's not involved in the nightly beatings. <laughs> right. Um, unlike with people. No, I'm kidding. Right. I don't know if he hits people. <laughs> the people come at night and beat me. <laughs> but I won't do that. Um, I'm a nice boy. Apparently, yeah, this is the two got along and they become best friends. Uh, he's also called Scotty. Matthew Scotty Scott. Sure. Guess, whatever. Often it says Scott slept in his friend's stall with him, like Aww. sleeps in the same stall with Jumbo, um, and they'd share a bottle of scotch, which They're I was so like, cute. I just want to fact check. I'm uh, like, earlier you said he's into whiskey and champagne, and yeah. now you're saying they're sharing scotch, and so I know he's an alcoholic, but who can say? So what'd you say? Huh? Wait, one one moment. Because then here later it says besides the whiskey he shared with Scott, so maybe it is a thing. Yeah, Scotch whiskey is okay. a malt whiskey or grain whiskey made in Scotland. Scotch whiskey must be made in a manner specific to the law. So it's okay. like it's like a. Um, I won't yell at them then. Right, like I'm trying to think of other examples of this, but like if it isn't made in Scotland, that it can't be Scotch. Right. It's it's specific like to that. Yeah. It's got to be in champagne. It's got to be. All right. Otherwise, it's just um, what, sparkling wi- white wine or something. Yeah. It's anyway, just bubbly wine. Yeah. Which is way better. It's. I I I like bubbles. 
Good for you. I'll drink anything if it has bubbles in it. Anyway, they also say that uh, he liked a keg of beer during the day. So he's only hard drinking, <laughs> apparently, at night. That's like his his work so, buzz. That's amazing. His day drinking. He's like, you yeah. know, you got to stay active for the people. Um, and apparently Matt is, or Matthew, is the only one, only person who can keep Jumbo in control. So he's got a high position now, right? Yeah. Because Jumbo is the thing, and he's in charge of the thing. So he's like the man. He's the Jumbo whisperer. Yes. Um, apparently, sometimes he would loudly break into song, and uh, Jumbo would sing along with him, which is extremely adorable. That's and apparently, cute. they like talk to each other and communicate with sounds, and both like seem Aww, to understand each cute. other. Yeah. So he's legit elephant whispering. Um, apparently, children would ride on his back. Just, like, around, which is hilarious to think about because they would not let you do that now. Oh, no. Even with little baby elephants, they'd be like, don't touch it. Get away. Uh, It will kill you. We can't do this. Yeah. Like, there's stuff you can pet at the zoo sometimes. Like, they have petting zoo, but it's, like, the most docile of goats. Yeah. And sheep. I went to a zoo once where they had a camel riding exhibition. Sure, but if you get, like, the right breed of camels, they'll just chill. Yeah, like, people ride camels. Yeah, all the time. They're they're pretty tameable. Whereas we just talked about these elephants, not so much. No. no. Um, But apparently he could carry up to 100 youngsters on his back at a time. Of course he could. Um, He's huge. And Winston Churchill and Theodore Roosevelt were apparently children who rode on Jumbo's back. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah, famous children riding Famous, him. famous kids. <laughs> I mean, they're not famous yet, but but he does his famous children because Queen Victoria's children were also rumored to have boarded him during clandestine visits to the zoo with their mother. Because she can't go, like, during like in, the day. Yeah, you can't go during the day. everybody will swarm, so she's got to, like, rent out the zoo. I'm sure she doesn't have to rent it. She probably just says, I want to come to the zoo. She owns the zoo. And she owns England. And so they're just like, okay, sounds good. You got it. <laughs> Um, they would charge a tuppence for rides. So they're also charging for the kids to get on. So they're yeah. making, um, But not the zoo isn't charging. Matthew Scott is charging. Good. So he's making side money. Nice. Um, apparently an extra 800 pounds a year, which is a cl- equivalent to around 60,000 pounds today. Yeah, that's pretty It's good. a lot of money. That's pretty good. Tuppences are like pennies. Mm-hmm. And apparently that makes Superintendent Abraham Bartlett mad. And he's oh. making all this extra money. Yeah. Um... Because apparently he's now getting paid more than the superintendent. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scamming. Um, but there's nothing he can do about it because Scott and uh, Jumbo are, you know, a combo deal. So, mm-hmm. too bad. Too but bad. But I'm like, Matthew's not just like, oh, yeah, we're friends. Like, he's smart. And mm-hmm. he's, uh, he's a little conniving. I like him. Um, so, Jumbo suffers from claustrophobia, which, I mean... Yeah. Which you would if you were an elephant if in a you're zoo. you're trapped yeah. in a box. Especially, like, at the time, which I don't think uh, yeah. modern philosophies on animal health in zoos really existed. Right. No. They didn't care. Um, and he was apparently tormented by the cra- cramped enclosure, um, and r- there were rats that would invade it, and they would gnaw at his hooves. Oh, no. Yeah. It's his little toesies. He's having a bad time. Um, <laughs> that's not what you want to hear. It's, and then the rats came. <laughs> and then the rats came and chewed what? on his feet. <laughs> what? 
Scoozy? Um, so after a while, um, even though he's, like, sociable, he's clearly not enjoying his time at the zoo. Um, he starts hurling himself against the walls. Um, you see those, if you look at pictures of him, he's missing his tusks. Mm-hmm. And it's not because they cut off his tusks. It's because he broke both of them oh, by baby. throwing himself against walls. And oh, when they grew no. in, he'd grind them down, like, on a tree. So they wouldn't stick out. Yeah. Um, just, like, out of stress, basically. Like how we bite our fingernails, that's what he's doing. Yep. Um, and at the time, they didn't really understand what was going on. Like, people don't know a lot about these elephants, especially in this country. Um, and so they're like, what's happening? And they're scared because he keeps doing all this stuff that seems really dangerous. And mostly it's at night when he's alone. But then they just wake up and it's just like he's injured himself and there's just like terrible things in there. And they're like, oh, no. Um, David Attenborough, an author of a documentary about his life, said he was a Jekyll and Hyde character. Like, he's really chill, and then he just freaks out. I think think that that just happens when you're a smart thing and you're under a lot of stress. Yeah, when you're abused. Yeah. Yeah. When you're abused and you have trauma. (laughs) Your only solace is, like, one person and a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it's not good. It's not. I mean... It's bad therapy. Yeah. How how would uh, you do under the (laughs) circumstances? We have many human examples, and it's not good. It's not great. Um, I'm surprised people haven't died already. Right. Um, and uh, research, research has shown that elephants are capable of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and people think that explains why he had so many outbursts that he's like, I think partially like grieving his mother dying, but also grieving just like being away from everyone and like just kind of the lost opportunities of his life, <laughs> which sounds really deep, but elephants are very smart. <laughs> so I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, there's also a... Uh, uh, when elephants mature, you know, and go through like puberty, basically, um, they get really violent. It gets bad. Male elephants, yeah, and especially when they don't have any outlet, because he uh, seemingly is by himself, and he's the only elephant of his kind. There is mm-hmm. what it sounds like. They, uh, it's so bad that like fe- groups of elephants are mostly female, yeah, and they will kick the dudes out when yeah. they get old. If they're like, we're not going to deal with this. No, this is too much. This go is away. Bad. Get away from me. Go away. <laughs> if the other elephants don't want to deal with it. <laughs> Yeah, it's not great. Um, So Abraham D. Bartlett, who's in charge, is afraid that uh, Jumbo's going to hurt somebody. Smart. Um, And so he believes the only solution is to shoot the elephant. Uh, The only solution. We can't think of anything else. no other way to take care of this problem. Bigger enclosure. We have to shoot him. Move him somewhere? No. Get him an elephant. Well, that's the thing. Elephants are pretty social animals comparatively to a lot of animals. It's the same with, like... Orca whales, right? When you right. separate them, they freak out mm-hmm. and they don't live very long um, because they're social and they need other elephants around, like people. And so, um, yeah, maybe there are th- ways you could fix it, but they don't know any of those. They don't. So Barlow's just no. like, shoot him. And he was afraid. So Jumbo at this point is age 16, so he's not old at all. Mm-hmm. Um, he's uh, like, they're, they have about the same lifespans we do. So he's a teenager um, in 1881 and he's reaching elephant adolescence. Um, which came with his first outbreak of must. Yep. Uh, yep which that's is the rage. The rise of testosterone, which occurs annually and triggers bull elephants to mate. Mm-hmm. So he's like got all the hormones. Yeah. Um, and that's what they keep seeing is uh, him freak out about it. Uh, and they're also, uh, Bartlett's specifically worried, it says, 
anxiety over what spectators could witness in an aroused elephant. Yep. And at first when I read that, I was like, oh, because he's going to get mad because he can't have sex. No. They're worried because it's a Victorian era. They're specifically worried about women seeing elephant penis. Yep. And I'm like, are you joking? <laughs> that that huge wrinkled elephant yep. dong. Because um, from a different article, because I was immediately like, oh, that must be what that means. And it was like, no. Um, they say uh, the male elephant's appendage typically reaches four feet in length, and they could not risk ladies and children witnessing such a monstrosity. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> it's taller than some of them. Some of it's, the children, yeah. It's a lot. That's true. And Jumbo had grown almost to 11 feet tall. And but by the time he reaches like maturity, um, and he apparently weighed five ton- five tons, mm-hmm. so he's a big boy. He's big. Um, but once again, because when you read a lot of articles, you get a lot of numbers, and they're different. Um, I have a few here for you about how big and how <laughs> tall he gets. Uh, a different one says almost eleven feet, so not actually eleven feet tall, and more than five tons. I have one that says he gets to thirteen feet, seven tons. Wow. Yeah. So it really just depends on what you read. Um, I actually have a theory about the 11 to 13 height difference that I'll tell you later. Sure. Um, Like, that one actually makes sense to me. He's probably 11 and he is 13 because this person has incorrect information for a specific reason. But anyway, no idea how much he weighed. Doesn't matter. It's tons, so it's a lot. Mm -hmm. So he, everyone loves him at the zoo, but he keeps freaking out. And that's a problem. And they're like, well, we're going to have to shoot him. Uh, he gets a telegram. The elephant? No. Oh. Bartlett. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jumbo gets a telegram. <laughs> and he's like, I can't read this, and throws himself in a rage. <laughs> I'm an elephant! <laughs> this is ridiculous. Uh, no. Bartlett's like, we're going to have to shoot him, and then he receives uh, an unexpected telegram. So, in America, um, Phineas Barnum... Yep. He doesn't know anything about the problems that the zoo is having. No. Um, but. Probably doesn't care. He doesn't. Probably not. Um, but in December of 1881, um, he contacts Bartlett, demanding to know the lowest price he'd pay for Jumbo. Mm-hmm. Or he'd accept for Jumbo. Which I'm like, that's not how you haggle. <laughs> you don't say, what's your lowest price right. you'd pay? That's not how it do. Right? I was like, what? On the other hand, you can say just a really, really high number. Yeah, and I guess then the haggling could begin, but, like, if you're saying that's the lowest, yeah. it's like, what? 40 million pounds <laughs> in the <laughs> Victorian era. Yeah. So uh, you're not getting... Billions and billions <laughs> of dollars. I'd rather shoot him than yep. give him to you. And he later admitted, uh, Barnum, admitted that this was a publicity stunt. Mm. So he didn't actually even really think that he was going to get the elephant. Sure. Like, he had also apparently made a bid for Shakespeare's birthplace before... Just but like, that was also a publicity stunt? Like stuff? the whole town? I guess so. He was going to buy the town? <laughs> In Stratford-upon-Avon. Stratford upon avon yeah. yeah. Uh, to be transported brick by brick to his local Stratford, <laughs> Connecticut. Uh, how much for Stratford-upon-Avon? Yeah, the town. I'll, I'll take it. Ship it to me. The whole, at least the house. I want the whole yeah. house. What? What? No. Psycho. <laughs> no. Like, giving you his house, which uh, we'll have to tag on this. Um, the greatest showman, like for yeah. the movie, because uh, yeah, we're gonna talk about Barnum for a bit, and he's, um, he's a 
He's it's going to be a little hmm. different than when you watch the movie. Gosh. He's not quite as charming as Hugh no. Grant makes him out to be. He's kind of a little slime ball. He's pretty terrible. Like, at best, he's a slime ball. Yeah. At worst, he's a little tiny monster. The movie is very touching and beautiful. I and had, a lot of it is, like... I had no idea he was supposed to be Barnum. Yeah. That's not even <laughs> close. No. He was not a kind man. No. He was um, a, and he's kind of slimy in the movie, but not nearly as slimy as he was right. in real life because then he wouldn't be likable. Mm-hmm. But so anyway, he does this for a publicity stunt, you know, um, and he expects a polite letter of rebuttal. Like, uh, no, no, there is no price. Leave me alone. We're not giving you the bones of Shakespeare or the elephant. Or the elephant. <laughs> but because Bartlett is like, we got to get this elephant out of here or I'm going to have to shoot him and then everyone's going to be super mad at me. Yeah. Um. He sends him a telegraph back saying he'll sell him for uh, 2,000 pounds. Oh. Which is like we did. I, earlier I said 800 was like 60,000 pounds yeah. now. So it's like that's still a lot. It's still it's a lot. It's not in, inexorbitant. It wasn't the amount I threw out as yeah. a stupid number. <laughs> right. Um, but that's what a, that's a fraction it says of the price Barnum might have expected to pay normally. Right. Because he doesn't know that the elephant's having rage problems. Right. <laughs> so he's like. Oh, really? Uh, Weird. I mean, okay. Is it defective? Is he broken? (laughs) Right. Yes. Yes. Um, So a deal is struck, uh, despite numerous um, outrage letters to the newspapers, petitions to Parliament, and threats on Barnum's life. But what else is new? What else? Everybody wants to kill him. (laughs) Yeah. So whatever. Uh, He gets sold to P.T. Barnum for... Uh, $10,000, it says, um, which I'm assuming they have record of because it's, because uh, he's American, mm-hmm. so it's in dollars now. Um, and at the time, that's like $250,000, which is a lot for one animal, but like, he's, you know. He's got to be making a buck. He has a butt ton of money already, yeah. so it's like, sure. Yeah. Um, well, more for uh, this elephant, yeah. Yeah. And he's going to make it back, like, in a day. <laughs> Makes it back pretty quick. Um, and so, in 1882, he sold to the Barnum and Bailey Circus. Um, there was public objection, like I said, more than 100,000 people wrote to Queen Victoria, Ooh. begging her to prevent the sale, um, and despite her objections and a lawsuit against the zoo, oh, wow. um, Barnum refused to sell him back. Just said, nope. Yeah, yeah. way to piss off Queen Victoria, <laughs> Barnum. The, the queen hates you. Thanks for making our relations good with England. Yeah. You jerk. <laughs> but anyway... He had apparently spent, uh, at this point, he spent 16 years of his life in the zoo. Mm-hmm. He's like 18. Yeah. Or like 20, maybe. And everyone was apprehensive about his departure, but nobody more than Jumbo himself, mm-hmm. who refused to enter the tiny confined box that was yeah. supposed to transport him yeah. from England to the United States. Yeah. Because he has to get in a small box to get on a boat. Mm-hmm. And they can't just let him, like, walk around because yeah. he's a giant elephant. It's not going to be good. Uh, so it's going to be a bad time. And it's probably going to take, like, a week or two. Mm-hmm. So He's going to come out of that even more crazy yeah. and unstable. Even more problematic. Pretty much. And Scotty isn't going to go with him, I bet. Uh, no, he does. Oh, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was super worried. I'm like um, his only friend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I was just going to say. So he, on the day of his scheduled departure, he refuses to get in the crate. And uh, chains were put around his legs and neck, and they tried to pull him. Okay. Um, but he, he wouldn't move. No, he's an yeah, elephant. He weighs Are you kidding? thousands and thousands of tons. That was your plan? Yeah. 
we, we, and we a just, ton is 2,000 pounds. He weighs like 10,000 pounds. Maybe you're going to pull uh, him? Let's just like pull him a bit. That yeah, should work. If we get like 10 guys, we should be able to pull him. No. No. Can no. each of those guys pull 1,000 pounds? No. No. Stupid. Maybe Barnum had some strong guys. Some strong. I was going to say like some strong men. But I don't, not enough. Um, but he doesn't move. And so um, Scotty goes and talks to Barnum and is like, hey, I can get him in the, you know, in the uh, box. I can get him to get in there. Mm-hmm. But uh, you have to hire me, too. Yeah. Smart. And Barnum's like, okay. Sure. Sure. I mean, he's not that much more expensive. I know. Like, I, I, I dumped so much money on an elephant. What are you, like, pennies? You're pennies on the dollar. Right, yeah. So uh, he they're able to get um, Jumbo into the box um, and hoist him up in the air to get him onto the... Uh, <laughs> Wasn't expecting that, was he? Yeah. To Airborne. Get, to get him onto the boat. Um, and uh, apparently uh, it took them ten dray horses to pull him. They left the zoo at 2 in the morning to avoid protesters blocking their path. Sure. Uh, have to do it in the dead of night. Mm-hmm. Sneaky. Like the queen. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, he spends two weeks crossing to New York by steamship, and apparently he bellowed constantly. Um, Scott would try to calm him with beer and whiskey and chewing tobacco. I've <laughs> <laughs> got a tobacco problem. Oh, man. Ay, ay, ay. But uh, they get over, finally. Um and, uh, oh, apparently he's also visited by a stream of first-class uh, passengers who feed him canapes and champagne. Oh, of course. So, like, not having the worst time. <laughs> he's one of us. Yeah, he's the same. He's a yeah. high-class boy. High-class boy. Um, it's a shame they have you in these quarters. <laughs> so in that two weeks, uh, word gets out that Jumbo's coming, and everybody's freaking out. Because yeah. all these Americans have heard about this giant elephant, but they haven't seen him before. Mm-hmm. So they're all really excited. They're like, this is Queen Victoria's favorite elephant. This is a big deal. This is Queen Victoria's elephant. And if you don't understand, even in America, Queen Victoria was a big deal. She is a big deal everywhere. Right. We in America still call it the Victorian era. Yeah. She's a big deal. In America. In like America. happening in America. Right. <laughs> because Queen Victoria is the shiz. She's... So everybody's the, like, that's yeah. Queen Victoria's favorite elephant. Oh, my gosh. Queen Victoria's amazing. I can't wait to see it. I'm going to go to the dock so I can see it come off. Yeah. Uh, so there's a butt-ton of people there when they get there. Um, and people are scaling walls and, like, standing on top of each other, like, yep. f- feet on shoulders to oh see. Oh, my gosh. Nuts. Just to look at the animal, which mm-hmm. is crazy. Can you think about that? An animal comes and people are like swarmed yeah. at the airport, like Absolutely. desperate to take <laughs> yeah. photos of it. Not pa- pandas, now. pandas. Not na- not like yeah. this. not like this. Yeah, people go nuts over pandas. I mean, pandas are cool, but like it's not like oh, the, like it's like oh, the zoo got a new one and the exhibit's opening. It's not like I heard it's going to be at this airport. Let's all go because <laughs> they don't give out that information <laughs> anymore. It's true. I don't think it would happen though. Uh, I think people would just wait till like, it's at the zoo. You and I are kind of like, oh yeah, pandas are cool, but on the East Coast, like where they have pandas, they go nuts over pandas. They have like a panda holiday. Okay. In Maryland I'll or believe DC. You. Sure. Because every time something happens with a panda, I get <laughs> notifications from my pandas. friends. Like, look at pandas. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, shut up. I don't You're I being mean, insane. Uh, it's great. You got them to bone. It's super cool. Wow. But it's I don't care. And they're like, no, there's like flyers no. out on the streets. You don't understand. They put up like signs on the on the street lights. Like, it's a holiday. It's true. I don't know anything about the East Coast. And specifically the Northeast, I know even less about. It's a strange land. They're weird. Shout out to the Northeast. (laughs) You're weird. You're weird. You're kind of weird. Anyway. (laughs) Everything's more concentrated on the East Coast. 
So he quickly becomes a staple of the show, yeah. of the Barnum and Bailey show. Um, he It says he's a fixture of the circus, um, and he appears on their branding and as the main event of their show. Well, yeah. He's the man. Um, and it says P.T. Barnum dreamed up the greatest show on earth. Shout out. Um, and Jumbo is a star. Of course. So, like, when he, when he names it that, it's because Jumbo's here, and that's the big deal. Was, was Jumbo in the movie There at all? is an elephant in the movie barely for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> as far as I remember. Like, sure. when they do the big number, there's an elephant. Yeah. But, like, do they talk about the elephant? No. Yeah. It's about Barnum and the weirdos. And the weirdos. That's cool. That. And Zac Efron and Zendaya. Oh, yeah. And they're adorable. They have very good chemistry. A plus, guys. Anyway... Um, so what sweeps across the country and and the globe, it says, would later be referred to as Jumbo Mania. Oh, yeah. It's like, he's like the Beatles, not us. He's the Beatles. Jumbo is the Beatles. Jumbo is the Beatles. He's all four of them. Elephant I almost is... said five. He's all five of them. <laughs> Yoko. Four. <laughs> Yoko, uh-oh. <laughs> People are going to hate you for saying that. Is, is it too soon? Uh, probably. Too soon? <laughs> They're not all dead yet, so Yes. They're done. Only half of them are dead. So there's Jumbo Mania. Everyone's obsessed with this weird elephant. <laughs> um, he earns back the money he spent on the elephant in three weeks. There we go. Done. Done. Cakewalk. Uh, that's why you invest, people. <laughs> if you get a good investment, <laughs> you can make your money back in three weeks. Yeah, especially if elephant. you're Barnum, who has, yeah. uh, for all the like really crappy stuff he does, he's a great businessman. Generally, yeah. Except for when he invests in stuff that falls flat. He's right. He's an idiot. He takes weird risks. Yeah, and you're like, dude, stop it. You have so much money, like, put some in the stock market and chill out. Mm-hmm. Just do your regular show that people like. And he's like, no, I have to keep going. And you're like, you don't. You he's d- too ambitious. You don't. You don't. I bought an elephant. Um, So the first celebrity to get an endorsement deal was Jumbo. What? Like, ever. Uh, For what? Um, He was just, like, on a butt-ton of marketing stuff. He's, like, on popcorn, you know, like, that they have at the thing. Sure. But they also put him on, like, household products, it says. What? What kind? Um, What household products? I'm trying to look. uh, Everything from suspenders to laxatives. (laughs) (laughs) What? Has Jumbo's face on it. Jumbo laxatives. Jumbo approved. (laughs) I don't know. <laughs> um, and, of course, he's on their posters and stuff. Um, and it says he has his trunk and pretty much everything. Wow. Um, even Disney seems to have gotten in on the gig, it says, but didn't explain. And the only thing I can think of is that, like, that must be what Dumbo's based off of, right? Uh, yeah. I Dumbo. Mean, sure. Jumbo. It's so <laughs> far in the future, though, isn't it? I mean, yeah, but, like, he's at a circus, and it's about an elephant, and yeah, he's famous. True. Yeah, So I'm like, I, I don't know what else it would be. I really want to say all his of his... name is almost exactly the same. Dumbo Jumbo? <laughs> yeah. yeah. They didn't try very hard. They did not. They were like, we're Disney, so we'll do Dumbo. Yeah. And then everything will be fine. <laughs> like, what? What? Well, you can't sue us. We changed it to a D. It's the dif- Disney D that it's looks like different. a G. It's different. <laughs> it's different enough. Uh, what were you going to say? Oh, I'm pretty sure all of his, like, mothers are Indian elephants. Dumbo? Yeah. Oh, I mean, probably. But then he's, like, kind of an African elephant. <laughs> so what's happening? I don't know. Maybe it's just because his ears look big that he looks like an African elephant. Maybe. I mean, his ears are really big. That's the thing. That's his selling fly. point. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure his... Dumbo's m- a weird movie. Pretty sure his... It scared me it's as a kid. Drugs. It scared There's me. There's a lot of Technicolor that happens. Yeah. It is scary. I loved it, though. I like all the scary ones. I 
I watched it over and over and over again, but now I'm like, it was terrible. It scared yeah, me. It's scary. Why did I keep watching it? I don't know. We should watch it. And the crows are black people. Yeah, Not like great. extreme racist yeah, caricatures. Like one of his name is Jim, and he's yeah, a crow. and he's a crow, and he's black. Jim Crow. That's the joke. Cool. Cool. <laughs> but we should watch it now that we know about Jumbo. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, Barnum claims he's the largest elephant in the whole world, and mm. scientists are like. Probably not. Probably not, but we can't disprove it. Right. Um, they actually say, uh, it says recent measurements of him show uh, that he was 20% bigger than other bush elephants at his age at the time. Well, sure, he's getting fed whiskey every day. Yeah, he's, big, he's had a big beer belly. Yeah. And so um, they think if he lived to be, like, full-grown age, then he probably would have been the biggest elephant. Because you're, you're feeding him really well. I yeah, mean, animals right. in the wild, like, have to fight for every second they're alive. Right, and he's getting whatever he wants all the time. <laughs> right, all as those empty calories. As possible. Right. All the whiskey and canapes. Um, and... So before they bought the elephant, the show was basically a collection of sideshow performers. Mm-hmm. Um, and since Jumbo is the big deal... Uh, then everybody has to see the show again. Yeah. Right? So all the, it's beautiful, like, as far as marketing is concerned. Because mm-hmm. all the people who have already seen your stupid show have to come see it again. Yes. You get all the repeat customers that, like, normally you wouldn't get from that kind of show. They gotta do it. Usually people don't go to, like, Cirque du Soleil, like, the same show more than once. That's why they make new shows. Mm-hmm. Right? So that you'll go again. You gotta do. But now you will go see the same stupid show just because you want to see the elephant at the end. <laughs> and the same, and everything else is probably exactly the same. Yep. It's just there's an elephant eventually. Um, And so he makes a circus in the six weeks he's in America, like his first six weeks. He makes him $336,000, which is approximately $7.5 million today. Yeah. Killing it. Killing it. People love Jumbo. I'm so surprised that we don't actually have real deaths yet. That's that's a miracle to me. Not yet. That's a miracle. Uh, They've avoided deaths for like 17, 18 years. Yeah. While in Barnum's care, he's hit with sledgehammers, spears, and pointed hooks to beat him into submission. Because he's still a rowdy boy. Yeah. He's still an African elephant. Well, we gotta fix it, so hit him with a sledgehammer. Yikes. Um, It also says, this was common practice for elephant keepers at the time. This is just normal. Yeah. Which is, wow. Mm Mm-hmm. Ugh. Anyway, um, he's the reason that there's a jumbo size of everything because they started selling those and you get the jumbo yeah. because of jumbo uh, when you're at the circus and then that became a thing. So, nice. Weirdly, when he gets over to Barnum's, uh, he doesn't seem to have as many behavioral problems as he did in London. Um, one explanation people have is that Barnum's circus has herds of elephants and since they're gregarious by nature, that now he's hanging out with elephants, so he calmed down, mm-hmm. which is probably true. That he's not all alone and sad. And he's not, like, in a cage so much anymore. Sounds like he has more space. Yeah, he's, like, out and around. He's hanging out with other elephants. I'm like, yeah. And he's, like, getting older, so he's going to chill out. It's good. Um, and so they have a calming influence on him. So I'm like, good. He deserves it. Good. Uh, he deserves someone to take care of him, even if they are hitting him with sledgehammers. Yes. <laughs> it's weird how Barnum's treating them better than the zoo. Yeah. Yikes. Um, apparently, he starts overexerting himself, Barnum, which he always does. 
Um, yeah. And eventually he finds himself getting close to bankruptcy, despite the fact in six weeks he made $7.5 million. Yeah. Suddenly he's almost bankrupt because he's stupid. Yeah. He's smart and then he's really dumb. He's got to keep that elephant in champagne and whiskey. I know, he's so expensive. Uh, um, and he also faced a formidable foe in the ASPCA which is the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals. Yeah, I bet they had a word with him or two. <laughs> which deplored the use of spikes uh, with which his elephant handlers controlled their charges. It just says spikes. Like, they were okay with sledgehammers, but they are like, spikes is a bit much. I mean, you have to use the sledgehammers. <laughs> you got to draw the line somewhere. Yeah. Um, and soon he had another problem. In autumn of 1883, um, Jumbo succumbed to a mysterious wasting ailment. Oh. So he's got some sort of disease, mm. and they don't know what it is. I bet it was, um, he ate something he shouldn't have. <laughs> he's got the death. Because they, they have that issue nowadays. Like, people will throw stuff into enclosures. Right. It's like, you're not supposed to eat, like, a printer. Yeah, no, it's bad. Or and they'll just eat whatever you put They'll eat them. anything. They'll figure out it's how to really do it. Bad. They'll crush it up with their feet, and then eventually they'll eat it. But hell, it could just be anything. They're not being treated all that well. Right. And it's and it's not like, it's a lot harder, I think, especially at the time, because it's like with humans, you can, for one, you can talk to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and often they won't admit stuff, but, like, maybe they will because they're in horrible pain. Um, but two, like, x-rays and stuff. Yeah. For people is uh, not super common at this time, but like they're developing it, and uh, some people are using it, and so they and they have other methods of figuring it out. It's easier to touch a human on the outside and find where the obstruction might be than an elephant, yeah, with giant fat all around it. Yeah, if your uh, human patient turns around, it won't kill you immediately. Yeah, it's a difficult. So at this time, they don't have a lot of like elephant experts either. Right. Veterinary. There's no... What if so, you, like, were a vet in the U.S. at the time, 1880s, yeah. 1870s, you're like, I'm going to be an elephant expert. People would be like, so you're going to be nothing? So you're going to, you're going to like, sell, like, pamphlets on the side of the street? Right. Like, I don't... It's like getting a film degree. Fake. It's useless. Yeah. There's not film. That's not real. <laughs> right. Film? Shut up. Like, this, like, algae film? What yeah. What kind of degree is this? Gross. That would be more useful. <laughs> it would. They go to Ontario, Canada. Here's where Canada comes in. Canada. They go to Canada, to Ontario, which I'm pretty sure where Jill was from. Um, why, why do they go to Canada? For a show. Oh. He's expanding out of America to sure. Canada to try to make more money. Now he's international. Yeah. So he goes to Canada, and um, Jumbo is a big deal, and everyone's really excited to see him in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one night they're... The animals are being led back to their train car, and they have to cross a railway line, um, which was supposed to be kept clear for the safety oh, no. of the animals. Oh, no. Um, Jumbo and a smaller elephant named Tom Thumb, which is the cutest oh. name I've ever heard for an elephant, uh, were the last ones to get on. Uh-huh. Um, and when they got to the railroad, a freight train was thundering no. towards them really fast. Don't. Don't do this. Um, a portion of the fence is missing along the railway, oh. um, and the keepers, when they were loading them up, this train comes barreling towards them, and a, apparently the keeper yells to Jumbo um, before he gets hit, no. um, and he gets struck, and he dies. Don't do this. Yeah. He gets the, hit. the end. He gets hit by a train. No. Leave us a <laughs> comment. <laughs> it's not the end. <laughs> this is terrible. How? Why so, are you doing uh, this to me? Barnum tells a story in the newspapers, mm-hmm. and he tells him that Jumbo died heroically saving the smaller elephant. Oh. Tom Thumb lives. 
cool. Jumbo is the only one who dies. That's um that's a great bit of spin. So yeah, he says he says that Jumbo is walking back and suddenly there's a train hurtling towards them and all he can think about is the baby next to him and yeah. then he picks he picks Tom Thumb up with his trunk and he throws him <laughs> throws him in the air. Away. Dunks yeah. him. Throws him away from the train and then he gets hit heroic sacrifice and dies. And dies. Yeah, fancy. What if you were that freight train? <laughs> Like, oh, my gosh. Oh, no, you drove that train. Oh, <laughs> uh, there's yeah. an elephant on the track. There's two elephants. Yeah, and trains are hard to stop, so it's like, well. Yeah, if they won't stop for children, they won't stop for an elephant. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't seen Stand By Me, they don't stop for <laughs> nobody. Even if you're on the tracks in the middle, they can't stop for you. So don't do it. Even if they want to. Even if they want to. They don't want to kill elephants or babies, but, mm-hmm. you know, if you're there, they can't stop. There's a lot of information about this event. Uh, and whether or not it was on purpose. Oh, interesting. Yes. Mm. And there are many reasons why people think it might have been on purpose. Well, yeah. So I'm going to go back into my notes from before. Um, at the beginning of September 1885, two weeks before his accident, mm-hmm. it says, <laughs> a revealing letter was written to Tufts College, the Massachusetts-based university, which had been promised Jumbo's hide for his study after his death. Sure. Whatever you want. Yeah. Did they get it? Um, it came from Henry Ward, a taxidermist friend of Barnum's, who hoped to be given the job of stuffing Jumbo, and he clearly thought that this opportunity would come sooner rather than later, it mm. says. So, a couple weeks before, he's like, hey, are we going to get that corpse? Hey, uh, I know you're in money trouble, so <laughs> can I get um, that elephant skin? His keeper does not think he will live long, that it is now nearly a year since he has been able to lie down, he wrote. Oh, and he's like wasting away and yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's bad. Um, so, uh, people think that Barnum was like, it's bad business for this elephant to slowly die, so I'm gonna kill him in a way that I can spin heroically, and then, um, you'd think that ends the tour of Jumbo with the Barnum Circus? No, it doesn't. But anyway, so he dies in Canada. Death cannot save you from Barnum. No. He's only 24 years old when he dies, so he's very young. He's still pretty young. Yeah. Although I don't really know how long elephants live in captivity in general. That's true. I would assume it's similar to orcas that it cuts out like 30 or 40 years. Like a a good 40% of their lifespan. But that still would mean he could live to be like 45. Right. So it's like, it's not great. Anyway, blah, blah, blah. Oh, so Tom Thumb survives the younger baby one. Mm -hmm. um, And he just has a broken leg. But he's okay. People said, who were there, uh, their witnesses, they said that uh, Jumbo was confused by the headlights of the train and that he trumpeted wildly and ran towards it oh, before yeah. attempting to veer off at the last minute. Like Poor he's playing baby. chicken with it. Yeah. Uh, but then it's too late. Like he thought he could scare it uh, into stopping. Which is what they do. That's yeah. very normal African right. behavior. Um, his massive rump took the full impact, it says. Oh. Um, and one of his tusks. Uh, so this one says one of his tusks was driven back into his brain and killed him instantly, right? Um, but a different one says that he was dragged 300 feet and that Scotty was there, um, and that he, he, like, died in a few minutes. That one sounds more realistic. Probably. If the train hit his rump. Right. How would that shove his tusk into his face? Yeah. Yeah, it's confusing. Because Barnum lies about stuff. Yeah, because he lies. (laughs) Yeah. 
Because he's trying to make it sound better. So he's yeah. like, oh, he was heroic, killed instantly. It was good. Yeah. Whereas this one says, like, he's dying and Scotty, like, lays down with him. Oh, and, like, holds onto his trunk and is really sad and My he's best, crying. His only friend. Yeah. Um, they say during the cleanup of, you know, his body that Scotty flew into a rage when he discovered a souvenir collector had cut a part of Jumbo's ear. Oh, yeah. Yikes. Scotty's when, my when favorite boy. Died. Scotty's oh. my f- Gosh dang it, Alexis! Um, so people say that Scott was devastated by his demise, right? Um, it took 200 men to haul his carcass off the line, because mm-hmm. he's big boy. Um, after which Scotty stood guard over it all night, uh, weeping in rage as he fought off souvenir hunters who were looking for more of his ear, and toenails which they later fashioned into ashtrays. So some people did get some souvenirs off of the dead elephant corpse, which is horrifying. Ashtrays. Ashtrays. Huh. Cool. <laughs> Neat. So the Ottawa Citizen um, published a letter in which a woman, this is, this is like later, uh, a woman recounts her great-grandfather's memories of a day, the day after the crash. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently he had told her, or like someone in her family, um, that local butcher, butchers cut up the carcass so that taxidermists could stuff its hide and skeleton and display it at the museum, right? Um, but apparently... They weren't told what to do with the meat. Hmm. Interesting. And so they apparently put it on, like, a pyre to burn it, but then um, it smelled so good that they all just ate them. I mean, you're putting meat in heat. I bet it smelled yeah, really good. right. And I have no idea how elephant tastes, but probably pretty good. I mean, yeah. Nice, fatty it's, meat. It's meat. Yeah. Um, there you go. That's the Canada part of the story. <laughs> Yeah, they the, ate him. Then they butchered him <laughs> on the tracks and ate him. They ate him. Anyway. <laughs> Seems a shame not to, in a way. Sure. You may it's as a well. Waste. Yeah. Look, yeah. all that meat. That is so much meat. Yeah, it's true. Hungry um, people in Ottawa are it's dying. Like, it's like the, uh, the like, whaling event they do in... Uh, Iceland or something? I mean, a lot of places do whaling events. Yeah, where they, like, push them all to shore with boats, and then they, like, slaughter them on this, sh- this coast. And just the one day, and then they, like, cut up the meat, and then everybody in town gets some of the meat. Mm-hmm. And everyone lives through the winter. Yeah. It's great. It's nice. And it's good for, like, population control, so it's not... It's like... Whaling is automatically a negative term now, which is good, because it's not a good thing to do, generally. Mm-hmm. But, like, that's nice. Like, small, local yes. thing. Like, okay, sure. great. Just you feeding your village. Yes. That's fine. And when you have a butt-ton of them, that's mm-hmm. the other thing. It's like, it. part of it is population control. Um, whereas when you're just out in the water killing whales for no reason, you're evil. Yeah. So, anyway, um, so Jumbo's... Body sans meat is sent to Henry Ward's national or natural. I can't speak. Henry Ward's natural science establishment in New York. Uh huh. That doesn't sound legitimate. Uh, it's an establishment. <laughs> it's an establishment. Science establishment. It's established. Um, <laughs> it says it took him five months to reconstruct Jumbo with taxidermy. I mean, because he's big. Yeah. Um, but they did it. it says. <laughs> science did it. But they did it. Um, and they found a lot of crazy stuff in his stomach. I bet. When they opened him up. Yeah, I bet. Um, like apparently what? they found, he had whistles. Yeah. Keys, rivets, and, uh, English pennies in his stomach. Um, one of them specifically says they found a police whistle. Uh-oh. He ate a policeman. <laughs> he stole from the popo. He just <laughs> ate his whistle. 
so P.T. Barnum is giving Henry the taxidermist instructions on what to do with the body. And he says, let him show like a mountain. That is his instructions. When he's stuffing his skin. So he knew the elephant still had considerable value even though he's dead. Mm-hmm. Um, he said it was worth $100,000 or more per year for exhibition in our show. I'm sure, yeah. So yeah, he's still there. Creepy. Um, just it's a stuffed just, elephant. Yeah, to look at. Yeah. They're like, and Jumbo! And they just <laughs> wheel him out. <laughs> uh, awkward. Um, which he, he tells the American Museum of Natural History um, within a week of his death. He's like, he still is going to make me $100,000 a week. And I'm like, you're horrible. Or a year, sorry. And he went on making money with his toured stuffed skeleton. Oh, but the reason that I said the height difference is because apparently when he was stuffing him, he said, add a couple feet. Mm -hmm. So he added, like, some steel or, like, wood um, extension, so he lo- so he ended up being 13 feet tall. Sure. So I think people who said he was 13 feet tall just they're read measuring those things. Yeah, they're measuring current height, which is wrong. And I think like it, it, like if the taxidermist isn't very good, yeah, there can be stretching just anyway, right? Which is why when people say, oh, there's like a snake in the Amazon that's 400 feet long, it's like, yeah, the skin is right uh, now because it stretches. Sure. But it wasn't actually that big when it was alive. And they didn't, um, I don't think this guy's stuffing elephants a lot. Yeah, he's not experienced. No. Like this, and it's, and like, uh, Jumbo is, I almost said Dumbo. Jumbo is like the only African elephant here too. Right. So it's like, even if he's stuffed an elephant, it's an Asian elephant, they're smaller. So he does not have to do this. Mm -hmm. So he's like, add a couple feet, which I'm like. That's, yeah. You need a lot of skin for that, too. I'm like, what did he use? I don't even want to know. Probably just leather. Yeah. It's so... He would have, like, painted it. Gosh, that's a huge job, too. Like, a full-body mount African elephant. That's... Add two feet to it. Add two feet. Sure. Why what? not? What? Yeah, I'll just uh, stuff in some 4 by 4s in there and <laughs> prop them up. So, meanwhile, Barnum approached the Zoological Society of London with a view to acquire Alice. He's buying all London's elephants. Um, even though he killed this one. <laughs> Can we have another? Yeah. Um, he wants to buy Alice, who's a female African elephant that Jumbo had been fond of, apparently, when he was at the London Zoo. So apparently he wasn't the only one, but, like, they weren't together, like, in the same enclosure or anything. Um, and they dubbed him Jumbo's wife. And so he bought her and then was like, oh, and look at her cry at her dead husband. It's very disturbing. That's so terrible. Yeah. He, according to a satirical column in the New York Times, grief-stricken widow reached New York uh, at the start of 1886 Mm -hmm. of the circus season. And then uh, I have a quote that says, When Alice first saw the stuffed skin of Jumbo, she seemed like one in a trance. Then she touched his skin with her trunk and again burst into a flood of tears. She knew at last that he was dead. And as she looked into his glassy eyes and fondled his stuffed forehead with her trunk, she seemed to say, My poor old Jumbo, Jumbo, your Alice weeps for you. Uh, (laughs) Some artistic license. Whoa. Although I can... Absolutely see if she's like, what the hell is that? Yeah, right. Are you like, a real thing? Um, that's not normal. Oh, you're... Yikes. Like, what if you came into a room and someone like you saw once was in there and you're like, oh, hi. And you're like, wait. They're a stuffed person. They're just a dead stuffed thing. And they're two feet taller than I might, I might cry a little bit. <laughs> I'd just be scared. Like, I would be like, please don't what kill me. What is this? Please don't. Right, don't do this to me. <laughs> don't murder me, please. <laughs> Um, this one says he was a foot taller, but I've heard he was also two feet taller. Whatever. He is taller. 
Um, piece of, uh, pieces of his tusks over the years are broken off as souvenirs. Um, Barnum himself once threw a party that served gelatin made out of his ground tusks. Oh, my gosh. Cool. Gross. Cool. So gross and weird. Next time you have a jello food. Jello's gross. Think about Jumbo. Jumbo. And that you're eating him. We should eat Jello and watch Dumbo. It's <laughs> <laughs> horrible. <laughs> um, so the skeleton went to the myth or was gonna go to the Smithsonian, mm-hmm. right? They didn't use a skeleton for the taxidermy, so they have that whole separately and they're gonna send that to Smithsonian. But then Barnum got mad at people in Washington DC. Uh, that they hadn't been more generous in donating specimens for his museum at Tufts. Um, So he had a change of heart, um, and so he wrote to a Tufts professor, The Smithsonian has behaved so shabbily. I hope Jumbo's skeleton will go to the New York institution. And so it did, entering the American Museum of Natural History in 1889. Well, they were just so mean to me. So I'm going to send it to somebody else. I don't care. On the other hand, it's, you know, nice. Sure. Yeah. Whatever. No reason that the New York shouldn't have some nice bones. Right. Um, and so his skeleton was donated to the American Museum of Natural History in New York, and it's still there. We should go see it. We should. Now we have another thing to do in New York, because there's so few things to do. Yeah. <laughs> New York is really dead. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. There's nothing going there's on. There's nothing there. It's just Who would a, ever visit? Just an empty... to see Jumbo. Just an empty husk of a city. Yeah. <laughs> So apparently they pickled the elephant's heart. Don't know why. Oh, because uh, yeah, it's what you do. You put it in a jar. Sure. Um, he And in March of 1886, he, meaning Henry Ward, I'm assuming who did the taxidermy, uh, offered it to the National Museum of Health and Medicine in Washington, D.C. for $30, which seems low. Yeah. Um, he also uh, says with other zoological... Uh, Miscellany, including heart and penis and eyes of adult dugong in alcohol. What? I think they're being used for a spell of some <laughs> Seriously? kind. Seriously? He's a witch. We need a pickled elephant heart. <laughs> and penis. And penis. <laughs> of a dugong. <laughs> what are you making? What? What are you making? The most evil being of all time. <laughs> it's like the worst Frankenstein's monster. Right. But eventually the heart of Barnum's famous Jumbo, weighing 47 pounds. Nice. Uh, went to an anatomist at Cornell University for $40. Whoa. Got a whole 10 more dollars out of it. That's um, that's a pretty good profit margin. It remained there in an immense glass jar until eventually disposed of account of, on account of its deteriorating condition. Come on. Because, yeah, in the 1800s, they don't got a lot of good stuff to keep a heart for 100 years. <laughs> that just, just end the sentence there. And they, they don't have a lot of good stuff. They don't. They don't know how to do it. Um, eventually, his body ended up at Tufts University um, and became the school's mascot. Uh, I mean, what else are you going to do? How creepy. It's a little weird. Don't make it the mascot. <laughs> a dead stuffed elephant is your mascot. He is our boy. it's not that they're like the elephants. They are the jumbos. Yeah. Oh. This specific elephant. Yeah. Um, a couple of elephant-related superstitions began to emerge <laughs> at the university. Dropping a coin into his upturned tusks or giving it a tug on its tail would bring good luck. Mm. Uh, the university's athletics team are known as the jumbos. I mean, on one hand, you kind of have to to just 
like make it tenable to have a giant stuffed elephant at your school. Yeah. You have to make it there for a reason. Sure. Otherwise, people, why do you have this giant it's stuffed weird. elephant? Yeah, until aren't, you make it a big deal. Aren't you like the Cardinals or the Pelicans or something? No, we're the Jumbos. No, we're the uh, Jumbos. That's our mascot. He's Jumbo the Elephant. We're the Jumbos. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> uh, so the, the athletic team is known as the Jumbos, as are the graduates. Sure. Like with most universities. Yeah. Like Haley and I are cougars. Because that's WSU's thing. Uh, yeah. We're, we're not preying on young boys. That's or are we? Oh, no. No. Not yet. Awkward. We have to be a little not older yet. first. <laughs> Give us some time. The boys um, are not uh, old enough yet, and neither are we. Prey on them. Yep. Um, Cut this out. Okay. <laughs> Sawyer, uh, who has completed two degrees at Tufts. Who? Uh I don't know. She, just a, a just a boy named she, her, a woman. A, a woman named Sawyer. I think it's her last name. A woman named Sawyer. Um, yeah, she's in this article that I read. Doctor Sawyer. She's gotten two degrees at Tufts, and she has a quote with that she says with evident pride, "I am a double jumbo." Ooh, a double jumbo. <laughs> she says with pride. She's cute. So awkward. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so he was on display at the university until 1975. So almost for a hundred years. Wow. Um, when faulty wiring ignited a fire in oh, Barnum Hall. Oh no! What? Where Jumbo's body was on display. Oh, no. His hide was completely incinerated in a blaze. Oh, no. Everything cool burns down. I want to give a shout-out to my own episode about um, the chess-playing robot. Yeah. Yeah. That wasn't cool. That was evil. He was cool. Evil. (laughs) Evil. Soul-eating robot. And he speaks as he dies. It's very scary. (laughs) It sounds like a movie, but it was real. It happened. It was real. Jumbo talked while he died, too. He screamed. What did he say? No, he didn't. Okay. I'm joking. You're evil. (laughs) You're evil. He screamed Um, as he died. It may have been from the tail-tugging ritual, not Uh the fire, but um, it resulted in a portion of his uh, caudal appendage coming away in someone's hand. They accidentally pulled off part of his tail. Well, yeah. Oops. If, like, hundreds and thousands of people are tugging on it. It's right. going to come off. Um, but if they got in trouble, this article says, they can be forgiven because when the fire happened, um, his tail was not in the building, um, but safely in the university archives. Mm. So that part of him they still have. I mean, I, I feel like if you were the person who got the tail, that would be the luckiest thing. Mm-hmm. It's like getting the big piece of the wishbone. It's pretty cool. Like, I win. That or like... <laughs> I won. Yeah, Getting the tail, the tusk, or the trunk. Those yeah. are the good parts of the elephant to get. <laughs> this is, we all know this. Yeah. Or like the foot. Yeah. You know how sometimes you see those things that are like, uh, I mean, they're horribly It's gross. like an ottoman made of I a foot. I was going to say ottoman, like like, a, like an umbrella holder. Oh, worse. Yeah. Much worse. I've seen that, though. Not of real feet of elephants. But like it's styled like a yeah, foot. Yeah, it looks like an elephant. Yeah. Foot. It's trying to be like, remember old white colonialism? Yeah, remember when we used to just hunt elephants for no reason? Wasn't that cool? Fun. You want to be like that, right? It's like Jumanji. <laughs> You're like a Jumanji. <laughs> a Jumanji. Now you too can be a Jumanji. Anyway, so thanks to the fire, all that remains of Jumbo is his tail and a sample of his ashes, um, the latter of which is kept in an old peanut butter jar. How dare you? <laughs> You're really offended by that. How dare you? It's like if the last human was cremated and aliens were like, let's put it in a Doritos bag. (laughs) It would make sense. It's what they would have wanted. (laughs) 
The near sacred jar, this article said, lives in the office of the director of athletics. Don't give it to the P.E. man. (laughs) Don't give it to him. Um, Handed down from each outgoing director in a ritual passing of the ashes ceremony. This is how weird religions are made. Yeah, it's weird. And then we pass the... Elephant ashes. In the peanut butter jar. To the next P.E. director. (laughs) What? Uh, (laughs) um, uh, Sawyer, uh, who might be the director of uh, recreation. Maybe. I'm not sure. Uh, It says, we have others... Or we have some other pieces that are purported to be jumbo as well. Oh, no. Um, Sections of skin... A coiled whisker stapled to a piece of paper labeled jumbo. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's that's solid. Slices of trunks. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Trump. Nope. Slices of Trump. <laughs> Slices of trunk. Yuck. Where are they keeping them? Anywhere they want. Why don't they test it to see if it's jumbo? <laughs> that's true. <laughs> it was just a random elephant. Awkward. Anyway. Or maybe it's not elephant. What if it was an elephant? That would be even weirder, because like, most things don't have trunks. It's people. <laughs> Why would they look like an elephant trunk? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I assume it's not um, the whole... It can't be the whole trunk. It's probably just a bit of ivory, right? I... Because he was grinding down his trunks, like, No, no, forever. those are tusks. Trunk is his nose. Oh, never mind. I was thinking <laughs> of... And I don't know that he kept grinding them once he got to Barnum. Questionable. I guess. Because they said he stopped doing some of his, like, other his behaviors. nervous habits. Yeah, so maybe he stopped doing it. Maybe it's, like, a, a tape year. Because they said that he had enough that they made jello out of it. It's true. So, but I don't know how much tusk you need for jello. I haven't seen any recipes. And I don't know how much jello he made. There's a lot of questions. Uh, many, many <laughs> questions. <laughs> I just show you a video after. Okay. This guy. Uh, his name is Trevor Alt. I want to give him a shout out real quick. He's a news anchor in Portland, I think. Oh, um, he's the funniest person I've ever seen on the news. Wow, he's amazing. Really? Yeah, he says the most nonsensical things. What, what was his name? The greatest, Trevor Alt. Trevor A U L T. He got mildly like viral internet famous, so that Reddit was like begging him for an AMA, which is pretty cool. Yeah, because he made a video of random clips of things he says, and then posted it to the internet, and now it's got like hundreds of thousands of views. He's really funny. Okay, but one of the things he said was reminded me of it was. I have so many questions, but I just don't want to talk to anybody or something. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> I have no desire to speak to anyone about them. He's, he was made for the internet. Oh, yeah. Everyone on the internet. Everything he says is like, yep, that's yeah. me. I, I feel have that. so many questions, but I don't want to talk to anyone. We'll post his video on our Facebook page. <laughs> like, we were making fun of English historians for scaring easily, but... yeah. We're all nerds, and we all scare you. We all don't want to talk to people. None of us. We don't really, want to go outside. Really wants to talk to anyone. Anyway, we're almost done. Um, oh, I already told you they ate the meat. For some reason, I put that way later than it ate to the be. meat. Ate the meat. Here's a little note. Ate the meat. Um, oh, the town they ate it in was called Saint Thomas, um, and they have, uh, I think, a jumbo day celebration. Celebrating when we ate the the, the beast. <laughs> yeah, the town's uh, railway city brewing company. Oh man, conti- come on! It's pretty. Epic. You you killed him. <laughs> Continues the tradition, oddly proclaiming that when you raise your glass of dead elephant ale, you will enjoy everything that Jumbo was and became. Oh my gosh! Whoa, whoa! He became ashes in a peanut jar. Yeah, 
Is that what you're celebrating? It is tail and slices of trunk and jello. <laughs> so cool. Jello. Everyone likes jello shots. You know, that should be the real celebrations, like champagne jello shots. Mm, he would love that. He would love that. Except for don't make it out of him. Don't make it out of I don't of, think he'd like that part. It's not fresh no. anymore. I don't think you can even get his tusk anymore. Anyway, um, so modern times, uh, scientists have examined his skeleton recently. Um, and they found that his aggressive behavior was probably caused by terrible toothaches. I am sure it so helped. He's probably got a lot of mouth pain. Yeah. Which honestly would make sense to me why he's grinding down his tusks, mm-hmm. too. He's, like, teething. He's like, just get yeah. it out. And, like, there might be, like, some pressure or something, and he's just trying to relieve, like, and something around the area. I don't yeah. know. Because he can't reach it. And why he wants all that booze, he's like, it just yeah. fills the pain. Right. Um, which reminds me, there's this uh, crime documentary... Um, called There's Something Wrong with Aunt Diane, I think. I mean, just her name, Aunt <laughs> Diane. Um, but in it, she, she like, leads this, like, crazy car trip um, and ends up in a, like, terrible car crash, like, driving on the wrong side of the road. Uh-huh. Um, but they found that she was drinking, like, that she had alcohol in her system and had alcohol in the car, uh, even though she had kids in the car. Aunt Diane, you um, are just... And, <laughs> and up until then, it was, like, she was very responsible and, like, her whole family is, like, doesn't, like, literally won't accept that she was drinking in the car. Mm-hmm. Um, like, it was planted somehow. They, well... Or she was forced. And But one of the theories was that... It was because she was having horrible tooth pain, and that's that's what she was using as her, like, to right. relieve it. How, which, like, <laughs> kind of would work, but also yeah. don't drink while you drive. Right. <laughs> Especially children. Why else would she have 30 crates of whiskey in her trunk? <laughs> no, she only had, like, a bottle of vodka. <laughs> sure. But she killed, like, five people. Yeah. Because she hit an oncoming car. So she killed, like, two people in that car, her and some of the kids. I feel like that's so. maybe a little bit more than just, like, toothache vodka. That that feels like a lot, like you're swerving into oncoming lanes. and It's very weird. Her whole, like, the whole documentary is really good. We should watch it. Okay. But anyway, also recommendation. (laughs) This is recommendation hour. Also, watch that. Uh, But anyway, so he was having toothaches. Um, And apparently Matthew Scott continued to be sad the rest of his life. Um, But there's a new book that thinks that Jumbo might have been murdered. I mean, wasn't that the... Like the Barnum hypothesis? Um, that's what people think now. That's not what people thought then. Oh, sure. So they think he might have been murdered. But specifically, um, the author, John Sutherland, uh, speculates that the elephant was tricked onto the path by Matthew Scott. Can you trick elephants onto trains? I mean, I wouldn't think so, but Matthew Scott seemingly could get him to do anything. Like, if anyone could. But yeah. on the other hand, like, it sounds like a bunch of elephants had to cross that path. Sure. Um, and I don't know. We don't know. It's a thought. It's possible. Um, uh, they say numerous things point to his complicity. Um, on the night of Jumbo's death, Scott held the elephant far back behind the other animals and allowed him to proceed only when they all had crossed safely. Um, it also seems strange that Jumbo appeared to run up to the line towards the oncoming train, even in the close care of a keeper who could seemingly make him do anything. Yeah. So... Suspicious. It's possible. Suspicious. Hopefully not, because it seemed nice until then. Yeah. Although, you know, earlier it was real conniving when he was like, oh, yeah, I'll come with you as long as, uh, or I'll, you know, hire me and then I can get the elephant on the thing. Or when he's doing those penny rides uh, sneakily. So I'm like, he's not like the uh, most um, moral character in the world, like already we know. 
um, that he can be kind of sneaky. And it might have been that Barnum was like, hey, like, we have to kill him some way, and at least this will be, like... Quick. Quick, and that he'll be a hero. Mm-hmm. It'll be a good thing. And he, like, you know he's already I could, suffering. I could see that more than just, he's sneaky because he wants pennies. Well, no. I mean, I'm not, I don't think that he made a lot of money off it, but Barnum probably bribed right. him. And it's like, probably either way, he's going to be out of a job. Yeah. And he sees his friend suffering, and it's like, well. Well. What can uh, you do? This will be quick. And yeah. then they ate him. And they ate him. Thanks, Canada. Cool. That's it. That's all I have about. We need to. We need to come Jumbo. up with something fun for Canada. Because <laughs> all serial killers and them eating elephants. Yeah. And being mean after eating the elephant. Dead elephant ale, Canada. That's kind of funny, that's actually. Mean. I think that's kind of funny. I think that's mean. <laughs> I I kind of like it. I want to try some dead elephant <laughs> ale. Send Haley some. I don't even like ale, but I'll try some dead elephant PO ale. Box that doesn't exist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be great. It'd be great. Anyway. We'll have a fun time. Thanks for joining us and learning all about Elefantes. Elephant. And how P.T. Barnum's not that cool. He's terrible. He's not nearly as hot and awesome as Hugh Grant is. No. No one is. No. He's perfect. Uh, P.T. Barnum's garbage. Anyway. Garbage. Garbage. (laughs) Thanks for joining us. Email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com and we'll give you a shout out like Jill and Madeline. Madeline. And insert your name Jill. here. You're the next one if you email us. Also, give us a review on iTunes. And if you do that, screenshot it and send it to us. And you'll get your own personal episode, by which I mean you can help us pick the topic and the title. And we'll talk about you every 10 minutes in the episode. <laughs> what if someone just screenshots a random review? I mean, we only have two. We have three. We have three. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I think we have four now. What? Because we have my mom and Lane and the bad one. Oh, four. We have four. Yeah. Um, I'm just going to believe them if there's a new one and they screenshot it and send it to us. I mean, you could just email us with suggestions, but we'll we'll work with you. Yes. Email us suggestions. Email us your day. Email us anything you want. We love you. We love you. You're cool. You're going to have a great day. It's going to be so good that you can't even hardly stand it. Only like two of you are listening at this point, but you're going to have a good day. <laughs> That's right. That because, thing you because want. Because you waited this long. That thing you want, you're going to get it. You'll get it. That boss you want to murder, you're going to murder him. No. No? Okay. He's going to get fired. He's going to, someone else Completely will Completely unrelated him. to you. Completely. You'll, they'll never trace it back to you. Nope. <laughs> you didn't have anything to do with it. Yep. Actually. Wink. No wink. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Bye, my